Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, July the 28th in 2021 on When Our Eyes. We're currently in year B, proper week 13, which is the 10th Sunday after Pentecost. And on Wednesdays, we like to take a look at one of the extra texts that are located in the Revised Common Lectionary, this great resource that the church uses to go through the Bible every three years in the midst of its worship. And so, man, there's a lot to choose from here this week. I thought about going not to a psalm this week, but to go back to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 16. So here's the verse breakdown. It's kind of strange. Exodus 16, 2 through 4, and then take a break to then 9 through 15. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we will spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and be God together in a time of prayer. Exodus chapter 16, verses 2 through 4, and then 9 through 15. It says this. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into the desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the entire Israelite community, Come before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. While Aaron was speaking to the whole Israelite community, they looked toward the desert, and there was the glory of the Lord appearing in the cloud. The Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them, at twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening quail came and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, What is it? for they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is the word of God for us. I think sometimes we look at this experience of the Israelites in the wilderness and we begin to like judge them and critique them and say, Man, these people are... Thick skull, they're dim-witted, and we have evolved since then. I mean, aren't we so glad that we're not quite like them? But I think if we were to be honest, we're just as confused as they were. Look how confusing their plight is. In verses 2 through 4, what we have are, is this an interesting, I don't know, I guess you call it absurd twin statements. On the one hand, the Israelites are saying, we wish that we would have died in Egypt. And, like, they, I don't know. There, there's probably a rationale of why they thought that would be better than being alive in the wilderness. But then they say, like, then they begin to revel about the buffet that they claim to have back in Egypt. So, like, they, on the one hand, they say, we wish we would have died in Egypt. But then they're like, man, there was so much great food there. And so, like, what is it? Like, do you want to remain alive and eat? Or do you want to die and not eat? So, they're, they're obviously confused. And this grumbling causes something to happen within Aaron, within Moses. And it happens within God, right? Now, there are times in which God, he, in a just way, he 
responds and he retaliates to the unfaithfulness of his people, particularly his people in the wilderness. But at this time, he chooses to show mercy. And he chooses to show mercy by showing them that he can provide for them. Once again, their grumbling is coming from this sense of, we are not provided for. We are vulnerable people. We have been misled to go into the wilderness only to starve to death. And so God's response is, these people, like a part of their transformation is just to be reformed, is for their minds to grow and to expand and to realize that the God who is with them is able to provide for their needs. It's not to like put an end to them. No, it's to like give them a chance to change their minds. And so here he gives them two great provisions. One is the quail that he gives them for meat, for protein, for substance. And then he gives this manna. Okay, so quail they probably have had before. Manna they have not had before. In fact, whenever they call it, what is it? In verse 15, that is the Hebrew word for mana. And that's, I think, this interesting little cute thing that happens in the Old Testament is the thing that we call this bread from heaven, mana, is simply, what is it? Um, and so they had to cross a barrier. Like, okay, so God has obviously given this thing that we've never seen before. We don't have a name for it. We call it, what is it? And we have to take a leap. What if we eat this stuff? Will it provide for the needs that we have? And so the thing that God does with the provision, and he wants to test them to see if when they're given an abundance of things, remember they're complaining because of their lack. So the test is given to them. Will they embrace him? Will they love him? Will they be thankful for the uh, for the plentitude that they are given? And will they take enough for today? So this is the transformation that God wants to have. Number one, will they be grateful? And then number two, when given the chance, will they take what is enough for the day and not overindulge in the provision that God gives them? That's the key and critical thing. And this might be the great interpretive key for the rest of scripture is, can the people of God learn what it means to live on enough? I think if you're a faithful person who reads the scripture text, believer, worshiper of God, You should be wildly open to this idea of everyone having enough. Now, enough is not the same as equal. Now, some of you are being triggered here because of political discourse. But we have to say, like, if everyone's created in the image of God, if Jesus says in his teaching that rain from God falls upon the righteous and the unrighteous, that God liberally provides for all people, then it's the response of the people of God to say, you know what, I need to make sure that everyone has at least enough. And what that requires is that I don't get a grave excess, but in my excess, I choose to serve and to give to others so that they also have enough. We see this pattern of behavior in the early church. Those who had extra, they sold so they can give the proceeds to the apostles so they can provide for the needs of others who went without. Uh, In the scripture text, on average, one out of every 10 lines of the Bible talks about providing for the poor. But when it gets to the Gospel Luke and the book of Acts, those who come from the one author Luke, providing for the poor is, we get admonished to do so, and one out of every four lines in the Luke-Acts portion of the Bible. So this is on the surface. Will we learn what is enough so that we can share with others. And so as we're like grappling with the story of David, this is one of the great sins that he has. David already has enough. This is in the very parable that we covered 
earlier on, on Monday, and this is what David is reacting to in the psalm from yesterday, is that David acted out because he forgot that he had more than enough, and he took from the one who had just enough. And so how we can avoid the trap of David and how we can follow our God today is to learn what does it mean for me and for my family and for my community to have enough so that we might be able to share with others who go without. Listen, if you're listening to this, there's a chance that you and I have way more than enough. And so perhaps the response from God in Scripture today is to say, okay, God, throughout the entirety of today, help me to understand that I can give away. Help me to have the grace to excel in the spiritual gift of generosity so that others don't have to go without. That takes guts to live like that. So let's spend some time praying together as we prepare to live a day like that, providing for the needs of others. Let's pray together this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're a generous God. And Lord, we confess to you today that we have taken your generosity and we've kept way too much for ourselves. And instead of allowing ourselves to be buried with shame because of it, we hear the gospel once again, that with you there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And so God, today we choose um, not to walk in shame and guilt and condemnation, but we choose to live a different way. We understand that there is a way towards you which is a narrow path and there's a broad way that leads to destruction that many will take we understand that the generous way is the narrow road towards you god for all of our life we've looked out for our own needs we've looked out for ourselves primarily we're at the top of the list but we understand that when we've embraced the gospel now we are asked to love you and to love others as we love ourselves and so god today we choose to understand that we have plenty we have enough. Therefore, there's a test for us today, whether or not we're going to share from our surplus towards uh, for those who have with who go without today. And so, God, we pray that you put people on our path. We pray that you would put the socially poor among us, those who sit in loneliness, in chronic loneliness, and because of that, they feel like they have done stuff in their life that is unforgivable because no one loves them. God, I pray that you give us the grace and the reservoir to love them. For God, God, for those who have material lack today, I pray that you give us a chance to provide for them a meal, provide for them a plate to cover a bill or a, a circumstance that causes them to be weighed down. I pray that we might have the grace to lift them from that burden this day. All in all, God, we choose to respond to the call of the gospel. That, that call that says that you became poor in order to make us rich, so God, we choose to go without so others who have gone without might have plenty today. So God, provide for us so that we can provide for others. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.